talking about um, ratchet trap music we're also going to be talking about those people you consider as woke and how they really aren't as woke as you think they are and how a lot of the times they're just the same as these quote-unquote ratchet rappers we're also going to talk about um, hip-hop and feminism and um, how to enjoy hip-hop as a woke person or a feminist activist um social justice warrior so um joy is not going to be here today she's out of town but we're going to keep the ball rolling um also about that t.o black if you don't know what that is you better ask somebody that's all i'm gonna say about that kt so uh just to start it off of course we've got to do our sponsor go to audibletrial.com slash talk it out the book of the week is going to be when chicken heads come home to roost it features a love hate relator or letter to hip-hop that addresses its abuses against women but also calls the music quote-unquote critical to our survival so go ahead and check that out um this week hip-hop is you know as we're talking about hip-hop, I just want to enforce that, you know, hip-hop is raw and radical, and it forces blackness in a world where black experiences are rarely reflected in art and media. And many of us, you know, we're out here defending hip-hop because we know its ability to empower it is absolutely remarkable. So, you know, it, it's not that we're going to say hip-hop is bad for you because, you know, obviously hip-hop isn't terrible, but it is problematic, and that's kind of what we want to address at this point. Right. And before we get into the deep stuff, I just want to tell y'all a quick story. Because that book, When Chicken Home, Chicken Heads Come Home to Roost, I actually read an excerpt. We read an excerpt of that in my honors English class in college. I think it was my argumentative class. And so we we read an excerpt. I was the only black person in that class, the only black woman in that class filled with white guys and white girls and so in this book which is a very very great read you should check it out she's pretty much talking about how as a black womanist or black feminist she navigates um listening to and defending hip-hop and and loving hip-hop and also critiquing its its problematic ways and so people were like i don't understand how any woman could support hip-hop this was white man support hip-hop when it says such negative things like it calls you women bees and h's and i don't understand that and then one of the the girls was like well you know it's kind of like when black people are reclaiming the word the n-word and I was just like I was just sitting there like y'all just really having this full discussion on my culture while i'm in here i didn't say a word i didn't say a word because back then i knew some things but i wasn't as comfortable expressing them out loud i felt like i would have stuttered and also it was 
it was intimidating. 19, 20 white people up in there, a white teacher. You're the only black person there having to defend your race. <laughs> so I just sat there like, oh my gosh, I can't wait for this class to be over. And everybody was kind of looking at me in the side of their Ooh. eye. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is terrible. But yeah, Awkward. I'm kind of going to, in this in this episode, I'm kind of going to say what I would have said back then, freshman year of college. Um, So we're going to be talking about hip-hop. I kind of want to go into the hip-hop history. I know some of, some of us don't really know it, um, KT. But um, Actually, I do know that since 1980, hip-hop artists have been accused of objectifying women, demeaning women, and promoting violence and sexual abuse against women. Rapper's Delight. Everybody knows that song. A hip-hop, a hip, a hippie to the hip-hip-hop. So that song was not the first rap song, but that was the first rap song to go commercial, like to to reach mainstream success. And something that I like to bring up to people, because I think whenever we're talking about history, no matter the history of what we tend to have a revisionist attitude towards it, we tend to glamorize certain aspects of it and pretend like other things didn't happen. So um, when was this? Last week, I was listening to the oldies hip hop station, and they were playing Rappers Delight. Right? Mm-hmm. I was listening to it. And I was like, yeah. And then I was like, hold on. According to these old heads, hip hop used to be this pure, um, pure art form where black people were just this you know talking about their struggles and uh critical change and social right. movements and so positive and, and this and that it's not a negative song but i was listening to it and i was like this song has everything that they're talking about now in the song they talk about um they use queer antagonism calling guys fairies which which was a what do you call it euphemism for a a gay person a gay man talking about fairies talking bragging about what they have materialism bragging about their sexual prowess um just bragging about themselves boasting of themselves i'm like where in this song were they talking about some social change and this was the, the the first song that hit mainstream and become popular. But I understand, you know, they, they had other songs. They had The Message came out. They had all other types of songs that came out that were talking about this. But I just thought that was funny. I was like, so they already, in this song, they already, they already talking about gay people. They already talking about women. And they already talking about how much money and what kind of clothes they get and what kind of car they drive. As a, a feminist, and someone that's that is um, concerned of the plight of of black people. What are some of the things that you hear that are problematic? Um, I mean, I'm, I'm, there's tons of things to address, but I think what's really really important to me at this time would be the fact that like female MCs are not taken serious as lyricists and like basically this is a male dominated genre that that Queen Latifah, MC Lights, Salt and Pepper, Lil Kim, Nicki Minaj, like none of them can actually get taken seriously as an actual artist because they are women. They always have to be 
they always have to be put into this box like they're just women and mm-hmm. you know they're just not the greatest M- MCs of all time you know what i'm saying yeah because they are women right and yeah they they the only one that gets the only one that gets taken seriously is Lauren Hill and, yeah but, huh but i mean Lauren Hill she talks about like like it's different Lauren Hill compared to Nicki Minaj like those are two different types of of lyricists i think like lauren hill to me is more like kind of like um i miss this love as for Nicki minaj i think she's kind of like she's more hippie hoppy like like she's more pop does that make sense i i think the main thing is the reason that people uplift lauren hill was she was a great lyricist even though it came out like the miseducation of Lauren Hill, like she did, really didn't write that, which is when I found that out, I was so sad. But what? Yeah, she she actually didn't write that album, or she My had heart. a lot of ghostwriters. Yeah. So, anyways, I think I think it comes from she she actually did have good lyrics, even when she was with the Fugees. She had a great swag. She uh-huh. when she came. When she was doing the lyrics, she had a, a, an attitude about it. Her lyrics had substance. It was a lot of wordplay, very good flow. So, and I think they respect her kind of because she only had three albums out. And so it's kind of like an aura of Lauren. And, and she hasn't been been out since the 90s. So it's like kind of like right. a Tupac. Like Tupac died in the 90s. So now we kind of uphold him as like this um saint person because yeah. they're gone and it's kind of like lauren hill she's not dead but she hasn't released anything really since the 90s and well early 2000 when she did mtv unplugged so it's kind of like that but even then there's so many other mcs like we talk about queen latifah i mean she wasn't like somebody that was just known for her lyrics but just as far as a, a great mc overall she was very she was very good mc light was amazing people don't Mm -hmm. really talk about her i think the female being a being a female part comes into play as well what do you think and and i mean i mean you know rap music isn't the only music that has like has the degrading degrading a female either you know there's also lots of there's also lots of rock music because i'm like you know i listen to turn around and die type music so um a lot of rock music has a lot to do with degrading women and telling women that they're just you are basically there to have sex with them and and i i just think music in general like generally music just really degrades women period because regardless of this is hip-hop or because music is written by people and people talk how they feel and we live in a deeply patriarchal society so people are going to talk how they feel so um we talked about the female mcs i really wish you know what broke my heart azealia banks when azealia banks went off the deep end that broke my heart because she was such a breath of fresh air she kind of reminds you of Nicki minaj a little bit in her flow but just the sounds and her swag and the way she was she would come to a song and she would sing it and rap it and she it was just a breath of fresh air but now she messed it all up and and she was gonna be a great force in in the hip-hop industry but now i can't support that but um i really think we need to 
promote our female MCs. I mean, we got Young and May, and she's doing her thing. You know, we we talked a little bit about her in our she's problematic too toxic masculinity episode, but she is problematic, and she's she's living out what's already been set before her. This is how rappers mm-hmm. talk. This is how rappers act. So she's living it out, and and maybe that's that's how she lives. So she's just saying how she lives it out. She she's misogynistic. She has internalized misogyny, apparently. You know, I guess as a stud, and I think that's a that's a different topic for uh, To Black. But I can't support her a hundred percent. But you know, she's doing her thing, and I give her props for being able to make it when so very few people that look like her make it. So props to her. Yeah, that's true. That's real true. I I see a lot of studs on um on Instagram mm. that are rappers and stuff uh-huh. like that on just on Instagram though. Like I never see them get any bigger than that, like ever. But and and that's kind of the thing. Like we talk about female rappers or especially like her being a masculine woman. In mm-hmm. order for her to make it, she had to be one of the best. Like you can't lie, her flow and her style and her her lyrics and stuff. I mean, her lyrics aren't like, oh, my gosh. But her flow and her swag and uh, the way she puts words together is like, wow. Like, she hits you. It's like, okay, okay, okay. She had to be like that in order to be accepted. And I I think she also, what plays into it is that the fact that she is masculine. And, like, I know previously she didn't have, like, such a deep Mm -hmm. uh, voice that she used whenever she was like rapping Mm -hmm. but now that she's gotten more popular especially with the the more popular song that just came out i think that she you know she has this deep voice and she plays into masculinity so when i when i first listened to the song i was like oh okay this is a nice dude like Mm -hmm. this man is real you know it's a real good song so maybe that played into how popular she got just from that song you know maybe thought she was a a guy at first and we're gonna right uh, just to talk a little one more time about those female MCs, something I've noticed and something that I I brought up was when we were talking about Young and May, people were saying, "Yeah, she had to be masculine in order to be accepted," and I don't think that's true. But what I think what happens in hip hop is for women, you're either this or you're that. You're either an asexual, pro black. Ankh queen rapper like a queen latifah lauren hill mc light a debret or you're the ho so you're promiscuous you're um that's it you're just selling sex so they either put you in one of those just name a rapper they're either in one of those categories Lil Kim was on the other side Nicki Minaj is on that side um Young and May is on the masculine side but that's that's one thing she revolutionized because as a as she didn't she doesn't fit either one she's kind of part of both of them she's kind of she's right. masculine but she's also a part of the little Kim side by being sexual, so she's like kind of in the middle. That's that's one of the ways she's kind of break break broke the mold because for so long, for all these decades, it's either been either or. You know what I mean? Something else I wanted to talk about is get on y'all man. I'm not gonna get on your man, uh, J Cole, y'all's man, J Cole, because it's not about him. It's about these fans who have gone overboard. 
I have listened to four songs off the new J. Cole album. I like it. I really do. I'm going to listen to the rest of it soon. But these fans. Sometimes I just, I don't know. I saw something on Facebook that had me really scratching my head. It was shared by this guy who he needs an episode all to himself. This guy I went to college with. But it was pretty much saying... Yeah, this just shows females are getting smarter because they starting to listen to young uh, to J. Cole. So that lets you know they about their business and they about yada, yada, yada. What? It was, it was so many things to unpack. First of all, you saying women have been dumb this whole time, apparently. Second of all, you saying the only way to show that she's not dumb as if she listens to this particular hip-hop artist. And then you're saying that by listening to this particular hip-hop artist, automatically they're going to be responsible. They're going to take care of their kids. They're going to pay their bills. <laughs> what? <laughs> Y'all put too many. But this ain't Jesus. This is J. Cole. And the J don't stand for Jesus. It stands for Jermaine. So I, I wanted to spend this time talking about the quote-unquote woke rappers versus the quote-unquote ratchet rappers and how i think there's not much of a difference might be controversial but that's just how i feel okay so the ratchet rappers that i listen to would probably be young thug uh little little what is it little yachty little yachty um let's see who else uh future gucci Gucci. Basically, basically those type of rappers. Maybe a little bit of Chris Brown. I think he's kind of ratchet. Yeah, that's probably about it. Okay. As for the quote unquote woke rappers, I think that Drake kind of gets put into that box, mm-hmm. but he's not really woke. Um, and then also, Wait, how, do, how, do, how, how do we define woke? How do, when, you, when people say that, what do you think they mean? that they're they really like no social justice issues and that they're they're woke to what's going on in the in the world Mm -hmm. okay um so as far as the woke rappers um there's a couple of them i think drake sometimes gets put in that but i think he's kind of just in limbo like he's neither what they would call ratchet or woke. he's kind of just like the pop rapper um but um j cole of course kendrick lamar absol um kanye west maybe i guess immortal technique um people like that Uh, i'm also seeing on the on the internet prodigy prodigy bob yeah bob just that's uh lupe fiasco who's had who's had a, a hoot um so yeah so common yeah common so what i want to say is the point i want to make is there's really no difference between the two and i say i say this because of this when when usually when somebody says that uh an artist is woke it's because usually they they said something about social justice so like black people getting killed or about like how we need to stop committing black on black crime 
And I think if if that's the only criteria for somebody being woke or conscious, then our criteria is kind of limited. Y'all say these these artists are, are for black people and they understand black issues. But I'm going to say it like the white lady said, my black liberation will be intersectional or it will be BS. So if you're a rapper and you consider yourself conscious and you're still referring to women as B's and H's. You ain't really about that black liberation life. If you are a rapper and you was you still refer to um, gay people as the F word. You are not about that black liberation. If you are a black person and you are putting down other black people because they don't have as much money as you do. I don't think you about that black liberation. If you are a black person, you're putting down somebody because of their mental health you're not really about black liberation you're not you're not conscious you're not woke you're everybody else but you just say black lives matter every every once in a while you're not about their black liberation life you're not really you're not conscious if you're conscious and you're about black liberation you need to include everybody not saying you mean Right. And that's that's the bare minimum heaven forbid you don't say the b word when referring to a woman Heaven forbid you don't talk to talk to women as if they're um, some type of sexual conquest to be conquered and thrown away the next day. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm I'm asking the bare minimum. Just be a decent human being in your music. And it's just art. You can talk about whatever you want to. You can talk about anything. But I'm saying if and all these titles and stuff, that's what I'm saying. They really mean nothing because everybody pretty much talking about the same thing. Like. I, I want to do an experiment. I've always wanted to do this experiment because I think sometimes people just get caught up in the beats. They hear a beat and they hear a certain float and they say, oh, they, their rapper is, is woke. They hear a boom bat beat and they hear somebody doing a, an old school New York 90s flow. Be like, oh, they, yeah, they deep, they deep. They hear a trap rap and they hear somebody doing their Migos flow. Oh my! This the new stuff. I don't. Yeah, this stuff. I don't. I don't mess with that stuff. So I want to do a experiment. I don't oh, know. We have to get the like same guy. Bad. We have to get the same guy. Some independent artist to do the same rap. One on a boom bap track doing a '90s flow. One on a trap track doing their Migos flow. And I want to see the comments people say up under it. It's the same rap. I bet you that boom bap when they going to say that dude was, that dude is deep bringing good hip hop back. That trap rap, uh, no, you know, the young folks going to say, oh, that was lit. That was lit. The, the older folk. Uh, uh, see, this is the, this is the degradation of, of hip hop. I'm going to put some auto tune on the guy too. This is the degradation of hip hop. Hip hop is gone down, down the deep end. I'm, I'm these music snobs and, and i've got i i'm a music lover i get a gazillion vinyl records i own a whole bunch of cassettes i went to school for music i love music yada yada the only people i will shame are them people that listen to pop that's it i'll only shame you if you listen okay. to pop <laughs> i'm hurt i'm real hurt because i listen to pop i mean i like some pop i'm just playing majority of these rappers that y'all think is woke ain't woke they talking about the same thing that these other rappers talking about they just got a boom bap beat or a slower a slower beat with um better production and some some background singers 
and, and y'all act so like it's the I, second coming of Christ. That's all I'm going to say. I got to, I got to, yeah, that's true. But I, I got to kind of direct the conversation. Where, where or how do you think that as a feminist that you can change the way, you know, you, you listen to hip hop because as a feminist, you are, you know, we're out here critiquing it. And because you love hip hop, then you can critique it. But what do you think you really can do as a feminist in order to, in order to, to fight the, fight the power basically? Well, well, first of all, let me direct the question to you. Like how, how are you a feminist? Oh my gosh, KT. How are you a feminist? And you listen to Young Thug in Future when all they talk about is having sex with all these women and how they throw the girls out the next day. Like, that is so bad feminist. Like, you should be ashamed of yourself. How do you live with yourself? I don't. Dun, dun, dun. I'm actually dead inside. I have no soul. Um, I think that, you know... As a feminist, you're you're allowed to listen to, you're allowed to to read up on, you're you're allowed to play certain things, even when they may be quote unquote triggering to you, or even Triggered. when they may be problematic. Problematic. Okay, um, but what if what if you're, you know, when you're listening to them on Spotify and on YouTube, you're giving them money, so you're pretty much supporting that cause. I think because we love listening to rap music, we have every right to do exactly what we're doing. We're critiquing it. Mm-hmm. Just because it, it's kind of like uh, I'm a feminist, but I still live in a male-dominated world. Or I'm a feminist and uh, there's still racism. You know, regardless, those things are still going to be there. And the only thing that we can really do at this time is to critique it and say, hey, we need different music. Mm-hmm. Like, you can, like you said, you get played into that beat. If it's a good beat, That's then the it doesn't really yeah, matter yeah. what they're saying. Like, right. they could be talking about macaroni and cheese for all I care. But the point is, it's a good beat. And it gets you bopping. And it gets you bumping your head. And, and, and like, that, you just really play into that, honestly. And it's, that's, that's an interesting thing to, to, like you said, do that. Right, that and that, that that was something I was thinking about. Like people would be trying to shame you for listening to certain music, and I'm yeah. like, well, if these so-called woke rappers would come out with some harder beats, then maybe right. I'd listen to them while I was working out. But sometimes when you're working out, you need some 808, you need some hi hat, and you need some snare and clap to get you through this hour <laughs> exercise. So Boom, when them people Boom, start clap. coming out with some something that make you you want to throw some weights around then i'll listen to them but right now this this is really not what i'm into i'm i'm sorry i mean talk to talk to your favorite rapper tell him to put out some better bangers that's just how it is and i I think about that sometimes because i know i'm giving money to them especially like times like when i have wanted to go to a concert i haven't gone to one of their concerts yet Mm-hmm. But I'm like, dang, will anything ever change if all us uh, feminists keep supporting these artists? Like, could we go with I'm going to be honest music? here. This is illegal and don't do this, kids at home. But I don't ever buy no albums. 
I always download them on the internet oh, and yeah, then upload them to iTunes. But I'm just saying, like, I don't, I, the only time I probably ever, like, unintentionally support an artist is if I'm listening to them on YouTube. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then already it's just by me clicking on it, I'm giving them, I'm giving them views and so they're making money that way. Right. I don't buy albums. I don't go to concerts. I don't do any of that. So I think if you're doing that as a feminist, then you're already kind of playing into how you can change it. But back to my question to you, how do you think that you can change the way the world is regarding hip hop and everything? All we have to do is, is if you find an artist, they're probably going to be independent. But if you find an artist that's talking about they talking good stuff and the music is good, just support them. That's, that's all we can do as of yet. I mean, we're not huge record companies. We can't come up with a, a multi-billion-dollar record label to to come out with um, socially conscious people. But just support support the artists that are doing good work that that have great music and talk about it and create a platform. You never know; these rappers might hear it, or you might speak something into the next upcoming rapper, and they'll start changing changing their sound. That, that's pretty much all we can do as of now wanted to talk about going back to the history of hip-hop people always say or I've, I've seen a lot of memes of people downing some of these rappers of this uh of our generation some of it is well deserved like Lil Yachty and them they hot miss they they can't rap they look a hot miss like their music is trash so I don't, I don't mind that but I do mind when I see these memes and it's like they show Tupac with some real baggy clothes, like holding some guns. This was our generation. And then it shows like little Uzi Vert with his his little hair and little Yachty with his little beast. And it's like y'all generation. Like our generation was like super masculine and macho. And your generation is all feminine and y'all are funny and ha ha ha. Y'all wear skinny jeans what? and you look cool. Like, literally. Oh, God. It reminds me of, like, when I was a kid and my mom, she would always say, like, back in my day, blah, 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 blah. Like, literally, times have changed. This is kind of, this is a different era at this point. So, of course, just like everything else, music is evolving. Fashion evolves. Like, literally everything evolves in this world. Right. So, it's like for you to say that just just shows me that you're not okay with change and you're not okay with things growing and becoming more popular. But it also like, shows you that they don't know anything about hip hop history because yeah, period. Like in the 80s or the 70s and the 80s when hip hop was first growing everybody was wearing tight pants and Everybody had on flashy clothes with fur and and boots and stuff like that stuff. Now, if they saw that, now they say, "Ew, oh my gosh!" But these are the fathers. These are the fathers of hip hop. You better show your respect. These are the same guys that started hip hop, and and so what? What? What is it? And and the thing is, when they glorify the '90s fashion. The 90s, the 80s, late 80s in the the 90s were an era of violence. Very, a lot of glorified violence and a super duper lot of hyper masculinity and toxic masculinity. And I think that's why a lot of a lot of folks 
love it so much. Granted, there was a lot of, I ain't going to even front, there was a lot of good music that came out in the 90s. But I think also a lot of men, they they cling on to that because that's when it was like hyper-masculinity to the extreme. And now they're saying that men are being a little more comfortable with their feminine side a little bit. I mean, Lil Yachty get beats in his head. I mean, that would have been like a no-no back in the day. Uh, is is it little easy the Uzi that has a little pocketbook whatever? I can't remember. But uh, Young Thug dressing in a dress. People are wearing skinny jeans. Folks are putting weave in their head. You know, putting extensions in their head. Folks are wearing jewelry and or whatever. Granted, feminism is still a whole bunch of toxic masculinity going on. A super duper whole bunch. But I think people are kind of men are kind of loosening just an inch off on their grip on on toxic masculinity and a lot of people are getting scared which is why they they gravitate to that right i agree like i mean i think times are changing a little bit like you said where you can be a little bit more feminine about it but at the same time it's still not safe for a gay man no it's not it's still not safe so and um I mean, we have some some rappers like we got Cakes the Killer. Um, that's about the biggest one I can think of. Brick Frida, but I don't know if if they're trans or not. But I I know Cakes the Killer, but it's still like taboo. Like, cause the dudes are like, I don't want to hear no song about no dude doing it with no other dude. And I'm like, okay. What I'm I'm sorry, but, but what those like, no and those be the same guys that's like I don't want to hear no song about no girl doing it with no dude, but yet somehow women all throughout all these years of hip hop have listened to these songs about your nasty butt doing it with some girl. So like apparently I don't know maybe your ears work a little different like you you can't handle some things, but I mean it's not that big a deal. If the music is good, the music is good. I I, I never understood that, but. That's that's just hip hop, and yeah. So we have a long way to go. We have we have changed a little bit, but there's still a, a long way to go. And it doesn't seem like this quote unquote. It's not even ratchet, but it doesn't seem like these themes of misogyny and queer antagonism and and classism and braggadociousness or, or will. will will ever leave hip-hop and it's sad one other point this this doesn't have to do with misogyny or whatever but i do want to talk about this glorification of drugs in hip-hop does it seem like more prevalent to anybody else like everybody's popping zans everybody's popping mollies it's not even about just everybody's weed drinking and, lean yeah it's oh, not even about Lord. weed and, and alcohol no more it's like all these hard drugs why do, do you do you think you have do you have a theory as to why this is Honestly, I have absolutely no theory other than why. That's all I need to know is why. Like, honestly, like, are, do you want to die? Like, I, like my ex, I have an ex who, um, who really, who was really into rap and everything like that. He was from Memphis. And he, like, would listen to the rap that was stuff about drinking lean. And then he, he would, like, drink lean and then pop 
Oxys and Ooh. like Xanax and like all at the same time. Like, dude, do you, do you honestly want to die? And then like right after that, he would like follow it with like smoking a few blunts. Like, dude, Mm-mm. that you literally, you literally just want to kill yourself. That's literally what it is. Literally. It's self-destructive. Right. And I'm just, oof. it just makes you sad because it's like you're obviously doing that to escape something. Now, if you claim you get all this money like you say you get, if you claim you get all these women, if you claim you get no care in the world, if you claim you get all everybody loyal to you or whatever, then why do you have feel the need to be so self-destructive? I think I think it's a lot of people are suffering from undiagnosed and untreated mental illnesses. Such as depression, such as all types of things because you you can't i don't think you can want to do that and be in the right frame of mind me yeah that's true my ex he had like bipolar disorder and everything like that so you know i'm not saying everybody get mental health issues in hip-hop but me myself as far as i know I'm, i'm mentally healthy i would never even imagine to do anything like that if i know it's gonna kill me and it's like, why, why, why do you want to escape so much that you're taking all of that? It's not like you're just taking one. No, you're taking multiple things at once. So you're really trying to escape. What are you trying to escape, and why? And I think, I think that kind of goes into, like I said, mental health, mental illness, and how it's not really addressed in our communities, and how it's definitely right. not addressed for for black men because mm-hmm. black men have to perform at even higher form of masculinity than white men that's what i've seen i don't i don't know why we might have to get a black man on here but and because of that and because they're not allowed to show emotions they're not allowed to talk about their mental health and because they're not allowed to talk about it they deal with that all by themselves and they they self-medicate that's something that really needs to be addressed because i mean Lil Wayne had how many seizures now and we didn't have a couple rappers in Memphis die from uh, drinking too much lean, and it's just Kanye in a in a mental health hospital, and yeah, like we 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 need to have a an episode on that about like mental health regarding black men. Yeah, obviously we we'd have to have a black man, man. Yeah, but yeah, that'll be a good episode. Um, let's let's talk really quick about promiscuity in hip hop and how it's interesting. I heard a rapper who in one song said, I ain't got no time for no H's. I just do them. Wait, was that Young M.A.? (laughs) 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 Was that it? I don't know. Somebody somebody said they ain't got time for them. And they just do it with them and they kick him at the door. I just want to talk about promiscuity a little bit. Like promiscuity is so if if you're a guy and you're a rapper, it is so commonplace. People don't even think about it. Like I'm just thinking about if these people really be doing it like they say they be doing. Think about the STDs. Think about how many STDs these rappers got because a lot of the time they be saying they don't be using protection, and if they get about four or five baby mamas. Like that is not healthy. Please wrap it up. Oh, that's something people don't be thinking about. Like. These rappers, 
I don't know because uh, apparently Future had come out. I don't know if it's true, but I saw it on Tumblr, which is. Mm. But apparently Future had come out and said he doesn't really take all those pills like that. So it's just a facade. Now. OK, I can believe that. But as far as these women. like uh, what's his name? Oh, God. Rick Ross, how he was rapping about being in the streets. But really, he was like he a security. About it, yeah. <laughs> like, I guess ain't nobody finna get him. He, he's still alive. So there you go. Right. Um, but yeah, like, how is this accepted? Like, this is not healthy behavior. Like, hip hop isn't, or the ratchet hip hop, does not promote any kind of healthy behavior. It's all about, well, you know what? It just represents America. Hip hop, hip hop is a representative of America because that's all we think about. This all America encourages getting money fast, spending it fast, uh, buying a whole bunch of stuff, having sex with a whole bunch of women and getting rich. That's that's kind of what our culture represents. And and is hip hop is just a reflection of our culture, I guess. So right. this episode was called I used to love her, but she never loved me. Pretty much saying hip hop is a great art form. I love hip hop. I always will. KT loves hip hop, but it's just very, very problematic. And I think these things need to be addressed and and fixed. I don't know how. I don't know when. But I, but we we can't keep supporting the these same people. We we really need to to support these artists that are out here uh, sending making positive music that sounds good, that bangs, that's hot. Uh, I mean, sometimes you do want to hear the ratchet stuff, but I think there should be more of a variety. And um, that's what I'm I'm hoping that happens. You can, you know, you can keep your ratchet, but we also want to have artists that are talking about uplifting people, all kinds of people and about love and and all that stuff. So, yep, we we hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, Also, our pad drive is still going on. Our pad drive is still going on. Uh, we are actually going to be accepting donations a little bit farther out. We're going to be accepting them until the 30th so that we can hand them out on the 7th um, here in Memphis, as well as if you would like to donate monetary donations to us, and you can go to paypal.me slash talk it out. Or if you want to send us um, some pads or tampons or toiletries, deodorant, etc. in the mail, then you can hit us up on Instagram or you can hit us up on Facebook. You can email us, whatever you want to do. And uh, you can donate, or we'll give you our address, and you can send pads and everything like that. Right. Uh, also, thank you so much to everyone who has supported us regarding the pad donation. We just got two new donations today. from uh, We got it from Why Not Sports, so Derek Murphy. And then we also got it from the Real and Raw podcast. Woo! Thank you, Derek Murphy. Thank you, Real and Raw Podcast. Real and Raw is actually going to be doing, if you're from the Indiana area, they're actually going to be doing their own little pad and tampon drive. And they're going to be kind of piggybacking off of us. So if you guys want to check them out as well, that would be great. Um, but yeah, just just hit us up for that pad and tampon. We're, we'll be happy to accept donations. Yeah, we want to uh, send out a couple shout outs. Um, shout outs always, always to Conversation Con Artists. To Woke With Kids, to To Uncool Podcast. Who else? I'm just Jackie. Um, Let's see here. Doing the Raw Podcast want- again. Why Not Sports again? Yeah, Why Not Sports. 
to Kenya talks. Um, twenty something in living. Um, uh, super PP time. Uh, just in time podcast. Master the and I just actually, actually, I literally just found a new podcast that I really, really like. Oh, they're called, they're called Color Out the Box. They're like a brand new podcast. They have like, they're literally only like three episodes, mm-hmm. but they're really good. So you guys should check them out as well. Right. Um, yeah. So thank you, everybody. If we let you out, I'm sorry. So hit us up so we can talk about you again. Um, the podcast brothers. Um, thank you everybody for your help. Uh, remember about the T.O. Black. If you don't know about it, better ask somebody. Um, and uh, we have a lot of good things coming up in 2017. A lot of collaborations. A lot of ex- exciting announcements. You don't want to miss it. This is Talk It Out, and this is KT. And this is Gabby for Talk It Out. 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 Put the lime in the coconut and drink it all up. Put the lime in the coconut and drink it all up. Put the lime in the lime in the lime in the lime in coconut, coconut, lime in the coconut and drink it all up. Put the lime in the Ew, okay. don't try to go against it because it almost made me puke. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is talking out. All right. Bye.